0: Welcome to the Passion Fruit Projects Podcast, where we discuss tough questions about work, life, and the path less traveled, featuring Celia, Lynette, and Nisha. So sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Passion Fruit Project Podcast. In this podcast, we have myself, Celia, we have Lynette,
0: what's up people?
1: And Nisha.
0: <laughs> Hi. Oh God.
2: <laughs>
1: So, for this particular episode, we'll be discussing everything about resumes. We'll cover what our resumes look like, some tips and tricks on how to write a good resume for yourself, whether a cover letter is actually needed, and tips on how or where you should actually apply. So, as you guys know, Lynette and Nisha have had pretty different career paths whereas Mm -hmm. mine's kind of um, traditional in the sense that what I studied in university is the same roughly the same as my current career path so like from this we definitely have very different styles of resumes let alone the kinds of content that we put in and we have different opinions on cover letters (laughs) so like writing resumes for me is always pretty nerve-wracking right It, uh, it always takes me really really long to write a resume Like I the way that I write one, it's kind of like how I write a lot of my essays in university where like um I have an idea of what I'm gonna put in it, but I would just spam bullet points and um, go back to to it after like I don't know a few hours or a few of or, or a few days later, and then do some Google search to see how to improve the bullet point. <laughs> but like I do think that it definitely gets easier once you have like a base resume, and then you kind of add on, um, because. Like, starting from scratch is always really very difficult. But I think once you have something there and you kind of have a rough reference of your previous job descriptions, I guess, it makes it a little bit easier. Um But yeah, what what about you guys? What what, what are your thoughts on, like, writing resumes, I guess?
0: You sure you want to take a whack at it? <laughs> I,
2: think, I think it's best if you go first with this one.
0: For writing resumes, uh, um... Uh, okay, for me, I I understand that, okay, so I think it depends on your strategy. Some people prefer that, what I call the numbers game, so <laughs> send out 10, 10 applications via your resume, send, send out, submit your resume ten, 100 times maybe, and out of 100, you get three, and then that's already good. Uh, maybe it's a fun note, right? So send out 100, you get 50, and then 50 down to 10, and so on and so forth. Um, but for me, I think I really go for the quality rather than the quantity. So what i like to do is i know it's quite um, time intensive but i like to customize each and every one of my resume according to the job <laughs>
1: description yep
0: <laughs> wow
1: that's crazy oh, yeah. do, you, do you have like some like, examples of like how you do it
0: okay so um okay i think we start first with the format so i, I know out there i don't know um what about you guys like do you guys use Microsoft Word to do, do out your and templates to do out your um, resumes or do you h- how do you craft or design your resume format so
2: all of mine have been pretty standard um, nothing too crazy with the format I've never used a template um, but yeah I just go on word or whatever um, word processor and I just write it I've just been writing it on there yeah've never same. been like yeah they've never been like design heavy In fact, mm. uh, try to make it visually appealing that's
0: never been a priority for mine. Mm. I I think it depends on what kind of company you apply to. So, um okay, for me I like to use uh softwares like Novo Novel Resume uh cuz uh, they have a standard template and a template I like I like it because it's um it's a good mix a fine balance between design and simplicity which I I appreciate and that that I think will help to stand out a bit more but it depends so if you're if you're applying for a massive company then most of the time they do they do it I can't remember what the tool is called do, do anyone know so basically it's uh scanning through your resumes oh, i know yeah. i, What's I, that I
2: really called? don't like those because it's never- never accurate. Well, what's it and called always though? You have to spend time changing it. I don't know. There's a word. I've never okay. seen the name like, for it. It's just and, been on their portal
1: when you apply for it. Celia, so yeah, you got yeah. it. What's the word? Like and NTU has this uh, specific uh, company that we work with which is called VMock. It's like this smart resume platform and the, like, you just basically pass your resume through and then they would tell you oh, I think you can you can change this category or like, uh, I think um, some some spacing or alignment doesn't look correct or like uh, your font size needs to be a certain amount or, oh, you shouldn't be using this action word so many times.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. They... Wow. It, it's, it's okay. Oh, I know. It's, it's what they call ATS, application, app, applicant tracking system. So they use ATS to scan your entire... Um, when you, Every time you submit an application, uh, your resume up, right? They use the ATS to scan your entire resume to find keywords. So like u- university, they pick up your university, so and so forth. So um, the good thing about going through a standard template, which is let's say a Microsoft Word or whatever it is, is that uh, it, it will pass the ATS. So mm. it'll pick up... It'll accurately pick up the relevant ones but let's say yep. we do something unique like in Novo Resume for example um, it's uh, I would say a 80% 70-80% chance that it will work and 20-30% chance it will hit or miss yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Danger. So mine's was... never been that accurate I always <laughs> have to go manually change the inputs yeah oh. so um. yeah so I think if you're going for massive companies, it's better to go to like what Nisha said, like the standard ones, the templates. But if you're going for um, startups or SMEs, um, and, and I say startups not like, not like Grab kind of startups, they still use ATS, but <laughs> smaller kind, like uh, a bit more like, I think maybe pre-series, I mean series B and before, so series A, series B and C stage, then you can go for your, your bit more special resumes, templates. Mm. Mm. Do you guys think that
1: um, different types of jobs you might have different styles of templates yeah
2: definitely so if you're if you're going especially for a design job Mm -hmm. um, graphic or visual design you'll definitely have to make your resume look appealing
0: because in a way
2: that's you showcasing your skill that's the first impression they get of you is from the resume Mm. so if you show them from the resume straight how you design it and how you present yourself on there it's it's already a positive you know for you that's already gonna look good especially with design mm. um, I, I'm not I mean others I'm, I'm pretty sure there are um, ways you can structure it to make it work for you and the job you're applying for but I I'm not sure on what tips I can give there I just know with design definitely um,
0: yeah I think it'd be interesting like, if um, you base your design your your resume on the industry that you're applying for. That'll be quite interesting. So for example mm. if you're applying for a US designer, right, then making your um resume easy to, easy easy okay unique stand out uniquely and easy on the eyes and the whole experience that'll be very interesting. Because it really showcases uh, most people think resume is just you know like words putting out there but it's also an experience. So in a way you're selling an experience if someone views your resume. So I think that will make yeah. it really make it stand out if you can actually apply what you've learned into mm. actual reality, which is also showcase very good application skills. Yeah,
2: because that's mm. the first
0: impression that they'll get of you. Mm. Oh, question. Yeah. Um. Do you guys, since you are on top of your resume, so, do you guys put your picture on the resumes? Oh, oh God.
1: No, absolutely I, not. Oh, no. I I'm used to. My dad made me. But I
0: took it off
2: your dad made <laughs> you put your she, <laughs> made, she was like you need to put your photo on your resume and i was like I are I you don't serious want to. yeah that's like
0: put your put your picture there show show, show off the face <laughs> of your mom and i gave you <laughs> right <laughs> i was so uncomfortable i really didn't
2: like it especially because the only photo i had that was suitable was like a passport photo and they're never great mm-hmm. so yeah. i had to use
0: that and i took it off and you probably have um, to smile sorry. in a way that you're eager but not desperate, right?
2: So. Oh, no, that's the thing. I wasn't even, I wasn't even smiling. I, yeah, so angry I, I don't think you it.
1: could smile. No, it's like, not for photo. Yeah, it's yeah,
2: a face. Oh dear.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But what if you have you a resting? I'm sorry, but what if you have a resting bitch face, and that doesn't that doesn't yeah exactly. All. You
2: know, exactly, and that was part of my problem because
0: I do. <laughs> so that's why I
2: was
0: like, why do you want me to do this? No one's going to want to hire me. <laughs> it's like, like, oh god, I this 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 girl. She looks like a. <laughs> and then someone asks you like uh, ask them like what's the reason why you react to this person you know her face it's just not a good culture fit in terms of face
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god right see exactly it's like these kinds of like certain first um, first what first, first impressions, impressions yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness I
2: just, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I just blanked on the you're know, <laughs> like like
1: <laughs> the kind of first impression when you put your photo there like it, it's it disadvantages you if you aren't traditionally attractive even if you have a really good work experience I feel like there's this um, Unconscious biasness When people see your face mm. And they might not Like be that impressed With your work experience You know what I mean
0: For sure Like I, I think I'm, I'm Circularly <laughs> Attracted <laughs> So oh My goodness <laughs> If anyone Any company is into balls Or like round stuff I, I guess I'm probably qualified <laughs> Wow yeah, but yeah, I don't know like cause, okay so two things right so I guess if you look like what Celia said uh, traditionally attractive uh, it, it plays out for you but then again mm-hmm. would you really want to work in a company that judges based on your looks exactly nope. I mean that depends on who you are as
2: a person
0: as well
2: yeah, oh. okay, it depends <laughs> on
0: like how much I don't okay this is a very slippery slope going down here but yeah. it depends on your morals and your yeah. ethics
2: <laughs> i mean because we all know people that do lean into it and do rely on that to yeah. get
0: to where they are i mean so, it's what they say really right? really based depends. on the assets they like got your god-given assets mm. yeah yeah, but yeah i know but i, I guess i'm i'm, I'm in the camp maybe because i don't look i'm more circularly attractive than, than traditionally attractive so i guess i'm very against companies that um, make a decision based on your looks do mm. they
2: do you know if a lot of them do that
0: um I think they do not do it openly, but I think it's unconscious biasness. Yeah. Actually, if you if I remember correctly, based on my experience, um there are some companies, very companies, probably in the UK, because I mean I applied mostly in the UK, they actually specifically request you not to put a picture there. So as uh, so it yeah. does not encourage um unconscious biasness. Mm-hmm. Say they're Any-
2: when I applied in the UK, none
0: of mine, are, I was already over the photo. So I never put my photo on any of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I... But in Singapore, like, when you apply, do they actually request for you to put your picture? I've
1: never seen it, but honestly, if any of them ever request, I know it's not a job, like, a company that everyone work in. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> mm. a, a, company, a company requested for me to put my picture in, in and my address as well.
1: I think address isn't that bad, to be honest. Address is normal.
0: But what's the purpose of address. the address, though? I don't know. I think
2: it's just the standard way of writing. Because I always put my address in there as
0: well. I'll just put Singapore. <laughs> like, I'm from oh. Singapore.
1: Yeah, so, like, okay, so, um, in NTU, right, if if you have a career coach, I'm, I'm pretty sure career coaches are very frequent, uh, common, sorry, in universities, but if you do have a career coach, like, seriously, go and approach your career coach. So... Before before I graduated, I went for a lot of uh, workshops that the career coach holds, um, and uh, there, there were a few really good pointers, so one of it is like no photos, absolutely no photos, and then address, it only matters if let's say your company, like okay, so let's say you're living in the west, and you put your address there, and then you apply for a company that's pretty much based in the east. So if they see your address you would usually like one of the questions would be like oh are you willing to then travel to the east huh? and they could use <laughs> it against you or, hmm? you're talking
2: about in Singapore just yeah, yeah in Singapore east. yeah it's not even that far yeah
1: oh trust me it is far it takes me like one and a half hours to get to like north or east and it, it's it's a, it's a very good point for me to like never apply for job for like companies that are way too far what
0: if you apply for Google and it's in the east yeah
1: I mean, then you'll have to argue that that you're able to, you know, um, like either you drive or that you're actually okay to, um, travel that much, um, or that you might intend to move to the east. Because the thing is that traveling <laughs> takes a traveling takes a toll on you, you know. Like that means, like, if let's say the office starts at nine and then it ends at five, you're waking up at easily six a.m. just to get to work, and then you're reaching home at about like seven p.m.
2: Yeah, but I thought. The decision on how far you want to travel for work is based on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so
1: Oh, no, no. Like, The thing is that they would ask you the, that question, and you just have to be, you, you just have to justify that you want and you can travel. You know, you just have to prove that you're capable of doing that.
0: Sorry, sorry. I'm so in. Cu- I hear a lot of shuffling. <laughs> That's what, yeah, Nisha, do? what are you doing? Nisha, sh- stop shuffling. Stop your shuffling. I'm not Everything, shuffling. I'm shuffling. Everything I'm shuffling. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm not
1: shuffling. I'm sitting down. Are you, are you like moving something?
0: Yeah, no. I feel like you're a moving house. <laughs> are you shuffling again? Who's shuffling? Yeah. <laughs> Just shuffling. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay, stop moving. Everyone, stop moving.
1: Don't do anything.
0: Uh, I was saying uh, resumes, right? About um, mm. address. Actually, I, I didn't know what was a thing in Singapore. Like, I thought, because normally in the UK, then probably be like, uh, I mean As long as you're in London Don't give a shit Unless you're like From a different city Like Birmingham Or like you know Oxford Then maybe that mm-hmm. matters But even so I don't think they really Ask for your, your address Unless you're in a different country Then maybe yeah Yeah no
1: I, they, they won't ask for your address Which is why I would recommend Not even putting in your address Because mm, basically <laughs>
0: yeah. You know Whether or not You want to move from Travel from west to east Or vice versa mm-hmm. It's your decision in the end Yeah like, If you're not comfortable with it, Then well don't apply <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly I mean like I guess like some people they might not realize because mm. like you know how there are some really big companies they might have offices anywhere within Singapore mm-hmm. so like I think DBS is technically based in town yeah. but their tech um, offices are in, they're all in Changi which is in the east oh so... in the
0: business uh, Changi business park right Yes, uh, yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Like, I don't think they really reveal that they're in Changi, but I think maybe that's why they would ask for an address. Fair enough, fair enough. But, fair enough. Mm, I think it would be up to your discretion as to whether so, you want to So, based on this, I, I
0: guess, um, the information, you got to be very careful what information you put on your resume because that could be potentially a talking piece and may not be yeah. necessarily be a good talking piece, depending on what you yes, put. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: So, what are, the, what are the other things that, I guess, um, uh, based on you, you got both of your experiences, are things that we should be more cautious in putting on our resume in terms of content?
1: Um, let's see. I guess one of it would be putting in quote-unquote irrelevant experiences in the sense that if you do want to put in those experiences, you have to seriously justify... Um, your your position in it and like the thing is that so I, 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 whenever my friends they come up to me and they ask me like hey should I put this in my resume and it is something that is kind of irrelevant to the job that they are applying for and it's not a huge part of their um, work experience I usually tell them to take it out because what you put on your resume your interviewers will always ask because that's pretty much like where they're going to jump off on Very you know true. like yeah so like just be very careful what you put on your resume and and if if let's say it's not something that's super relevant in um the career that you're moving into you you just have to be prepared to answer difficult questions <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it
0: yeah, yeah. and yeah so I like, think sorry I said, um Nisha go ahead
2: oh no I'm just saying because um obviously my first degree was very different from my masters
0: mm-hmm. so
2: when I've listed my first degree there um I just put in the relevant modules or the modules I thought would that I think are more would be like what they would consider suitable for this job I'm not going to list all my econ and politics modules because that has nothing to do with the job I'm applying for so I'll just pick I mean they obviously know I did more but you know to show that I have um a bigger like I mean like a wider range of subjects I will pick some, I've picked some modules that I think are relevant, like maybe the business ones because that shows I have some kind of aptitude for business mm. if I'm applying. So I'm not going to list everything because why would mm-hmm. they care about my politics and philosophy module? That has nothing to do true. with UX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the That's business true. one would. So, so I'd include that.
0: Mm. And I think, um, okay, so I think there's an, I agree with what um, Celia said that, you know, don't put an un... un irrelevant information in that but sometimes you really have to for example for those of you who are down the unconventional path you're doing a career mm-hmm. switch after graduation yeah. you know, for sure 100% percent they ask you why I can I cannot count with yeah. my fingers how many times they ask me like, <laughs> <laughs> why law? <laughs> why law? Like, yeah, it, it, let's exactly. get to the point like I can even structure it like, firstly it's like oh why law? why is career switch? why do you do law in the first place? What made you want to move out of law? Like the mm-hmm. amount of times I go through this, it was it's like never ending. Every single interview I did, they asked this question, except Two Three Five Nine. They never asked at all. Was, I was so <laughs> impressed. Yeah, well, seriously, Two Three Five Nine was the only company that didn't ask me that, which I was like, wow, not bad. But yeah, mm-hmm. so it got to the point that you just need to preempt what kind of questions they ask and um phrase it in a way that it's relevant in a way. Uh, uh, how should I put it in a very nice way but like, again okay, let's be more let's be less PC about this <laughs> it <It'll> sound more <laughs> persuasive that you know it's not like oops I do, I just don't want to do it because I have no interest mm. but rather make it sound like it's a very logical reasonable transition yeah yeah um, so for example like for example let's say for mine itself law why law and just say um, maybe like uh, I, my first joint company was a startup uh, under operations like so I wouldn't tie it specifically depending on your strategy so if you're going for a very uh Niche or very specific position, then you can explain why. For me, they only ask like why, why not law, and I'll just say look like I'll just say okay, law is great. So never ever diss the industry profession that you you were supposed to go into because that doesn't Mm -hmm. look, it doesn't put you in a good light basically. So just say like look um, uh, law is really good blah blah blah. Why is it really good? However, I feel after my own experience. So it's always great if you have done an internship or you tried you actually worked in that particular field and then you gain some revelation from it <laughs> and realize that mm-hmm. it's not your cup of tea then that causes it showcases so, so a lot yeah. of times the issue here is that if you tell without any work experience and you jump in and straight away say look I just feel it's not a good fit it, it's not it doesn't sound convincing enough of it, it makes you come across as someone who is um, for lack of a better word it makes flaky. you feel flaky yeah flaky so mm-hmm. like you're just very indecisive and very I'm so sorry but very millennial sy- <laughs> very millennial <laughs> syndrome like people just like hit it and quit it girl But <laughs> so you want to avoid being um, stereotyped as one of that so you always try to at least do some work experience or any transfer skills yeah
2: because then they're going to think how long are you going to last in this job Precisely. why would they want to hire you and yeah and
0: because it's all uncertainty and um, yeah. okay so from a hiring perspective right generally it takes about six months to actually train someone to be quote unquote useful so the amount of time they put in so every time when a company hires they want to make sure they hire the right fit and someone who doesn't quit after six months so you got to portray yourself as someone that you know I I may not be you don't, you don't have to be 100% sure that you want this job but you got to be sure to the point that you don't want to do law and this is an area that you want to explore so in my case I, I was right up front that look like law is great but I as I went to my internship I realized that Um, I wanted something with more hands-on experience. I wanted to see the impact. I want to be more, I want to do more impact-driven work. I want to see that um, my actions come out to results and impact-driven results in a bigger scope so seeing different departments interact with each other working together cross, cross-functional cross collaboration I want to see more of that which I, I didn't really get when I was I was doing my legal internship yeah so you don't have to go down like very nitty-gritty details but you got to show that okay why why particularly this field so for me I just shared look um, I'm figuring out what I want um, but this is the area that I want to explore and I, I'm willing to you know, wear many hats to explore so it depends on um, yes what job you're applying for you just sort of craft it in a way that it's logical is reasonable and strict uh, and doesn't make you feel like i said flaky
2: yeah and i guess if you didn't have the chance to do an internship in you know your original degree but you want to career switch do some kind of outside work just your own kind of self-study or something that you can include on your resume to show that you are actually serious about the change
1: hmm. yeah and i think um kind of like adding on you could always talk about transferable skills from like law to whatever else it is that you want to pursue like I think um the career coach in NTU he was always saying um you know engineers if they want to transit to um something else that's completely not engineering what what are some ways that you could um see talk about transferable skills oh critical thinking problem solving (laughs) yeah because a lot
2: of engineers actually go into banking
1: yeah, and yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of like um, transferable skills that you could kind of like play <laughs> up. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, that's true, that's true. It's definitely not the end-all, be-all, just, mm-hmm. just doing a career change.
0: Yeah, And also I think for content-wise as resumes go, um, I generally, I'm not sure about you guys, but I generally like to go down the format of uh, the Google format, whereby you always start with um, action and then always put metrics in your resume so for example like mm. um, for example collaborated with um, the UX team by doing blah blah, blah by increase in- oh, sorry sorry. start with increase so action first increase engagement by 30% by working with the uh, UX team so always start with the action uh, what you've done and then the matrix and then of course how you do it how you get there that's the general format like, and I, I feel that uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure about like l- I guess legal you can. I-, I don't know if it's how do
2: you how do you quantify your impact?
0: For for legal? Um I just probably will be actually it's possible. So during my legal internship, I actually drafted some um letters, if you will. Uh, in v I'm I'm saying it very lamentum because I I still I still think they're like letters in a way. Um the impact was that uh, it reduced the sentence from initial sentence was jail time so I redu- after like my appeal letter I reduce it down to a fine mm. so these are the kind of impacts you can do and I guess for an intern depends, depending on where you are if internship you can probably um, actually on hindsight my legal internship I did not put a lot of matrix driven I, I, I'm not sure I think there might be some matrix driven uh, resume format for legal experience but you probably need to delve deeper on that I, I didn't really research that bit actually Cause yeah, but but after that when I started working, um, I started real. I, I realized that uh people people are more. Uh, I won't say impressed, but rather persuaded by matrix. It's it's more. Mm-hmm. It's able. You're able to measure it because if I say like I've increased engagement by blah blah blah, it's very quantifiable. It's not quantified. How to put it? It's qualitative data, so it can be inferred either way. So qua- quantitative. It's more objective so it's easy for the, for the interviewer or the guest the person looking at your resume to visualize the um, exact extent of your impact but
2: how do you measure it
0: um for which industry
2: um so like when you apply for your project manager jobs how oh because how my project manager job
0: before that I was working in a uh, in a startup where I was doing operations strategic operations so um we 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 launch initiatives f- for target, like say, so I'm in charge of recruitment, engagement, and support. So the metrics I use are increase engagement by X amount percent, by 30%, by how. Mm. Hmm. So, okay, so for that, right, um, wow, this is uh, another topic, but um, <laughs> if your company is data-driven, that's great. If it's not, then you probably need to do your own data, your matrix. So, yeah, um, a good that's good I mean, do I it think... Yeah, Yeah, if you're starting out
2: it might be a bit difficult to
0: get around how you would measure this Mm, so if you just started out and your company doesn't have uh, it's not very data driven then you probably Mm. have to just mention your impact but always mention impact matrix is a I wouldn't say it's a must have it's a good to have it's a really good to have item Mm, but Mm -hmm. if not then I think you can do it in a uh, qualitative way it's fine yeah, yeah I, I, think... I normally recommend people to if your company is data driven great get as much data as you can if it's not then in as you're um, reviewing your own performance for the year or something like that you have your own internal matrix because metrics really go a, a long way to see and uh, a lot of the high flyers they tend to have a lot of metrics to back up their their, their impact. And the uh, involvement yeah. as well.
1: I actually do yeah. think that, like, talking about Matrix, definitely we could, like, talk an entire episode about it. For Like, sure. how yeah, to do it. because I do think yeah.
0: it's
2: definitely important because mm-hmm. we know when people look through resumes, um, they just look for key points. Mm. So Matrix mm-hmm. provide that.
0: And, and I, I think it's not see, just oh, for resumes well, right?
2: That's easy to understand. Mm. It's just, we probably should do another episode on this because um just on informing how you would calculate it.
0: Yeah, yeah. because I've never done it before. Matrix so. mm-hmm. is not just useful for resumes but also for your own personal growth as well.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. you look
0: back you can see like okay life I've, I've done this by 100%. It, it's a it's I would say an achievement that helps in your confidence because I I'm not sure about you guys but for me moving from law to another completely different field I I felt a sense of um a loss in confidence and it's not very um how should I put it? Very, I won't say pessimistic but just not don't, I don't really have a very <laughs> positive view of the future because I felt like I was starting from scratch I felt that my, my degree is actually useless mm. because I was starting from ground zero
1: yeah that must yeah. be really tough
0: it, it was it, I'm sure most people who have been through like the unconventional route uh, it's an emotional roller coaster. so I do mm. think Matrix helped you a lot to build up that confidence well as that it, in a way it's a validation to you yourself that you know hey look like even if I Go into an industry that's completely different. I, I'm still doing well. I'm still performing. Look at the numbers. Numbers don't. Numbers. I want to say numbers don't lie. They don't lie. But okay, numbers can be manipulated. But that's another topic. Mm. <laughs> I shall <should> stop here <laughs> <laughs> before
2: before I uh, I give myself away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah.
1: But yeah, like I think um I'm, I'm currently looking at my resume and as an intern, right? I actually don't have a lot of like. N- Numbers or data but, to back it up. But wait, so wait, like as you were mm-hmm?
0: intern, what what were you working on?
1: Right. So like, I had I had like two main projects, but I didn't really go into the matrix because like a lot of it were like internal tools. Right. So the like at the point of creating it and finishing it, I was done with the internship, so I couldn't actually see the impact itself. Mm-hmm right so um instead of uh having data driven kind of uh bullet points I guess i I just listed out all of the different things that I was le- I was learning like the text texts, the deployment you know all those kind of things anything that's like related to um being a software engineer
0: actually a question um hmm? cause you say you're working on internal tools right and There's not a lot of data and by the time you left the company, I guess the project is still ongoing right um. Mm-hmm. Did you mention the impact of the tool that you were working on?
1: Um, because of where I worked at as an intern, it <laughs> I couldn't actually disclose it very much. Oh. Um, it was like I had to sign a, a somewhat of an NDA. Yeah. Ah, okay. So it makes it even more difficult because I could, like, even during interviews themselves, when, when they ask me, so what sort of projects were you working on? I can't actually say any of it mm. because it's uh, a, basically a government agency and I, I can't review anything that we're working on. Oh, then that, yeah.
0: that, that adds to a bit of a complexity down there. Yes, exactly. Oh. That's a, I think that's a very good point, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, because uh, I, I never really encountered NDAs, but I guess, yeah, I, I do 100% agree. that like, if you are covered by NDA, please do not. Do not <laughs> break your NDAs. Never ever break your like, NDAs. Legal, legal documents are real, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in a, your, if you work in a big ass company that has a lot of money to, to go after you, then do not break your yeah. NDA.
1: Be very careful. <laughs> But okay, let me ask you guys. How many pages do you guys have? Your resume? <laughs>
2: oh. okay, <laughs> mine's a standard two, every time. That's, that's not standard. At two. <laughs> that is standard. I don't, uh, I don't want it to be too long. No, um, no. I, put I
0: put one. If you're mm. a fresh grad, one. If you have more than three years of working experience, two.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Because- okay. Um, okay. I guess it's, sometimes it gets a bit long because you put in all your God knows for <laughs> your yeah. your your qualifications from start to end. But actually, yeah. all it really matters it's if you your fresh grad probably too. So basically, uni and what you did before uni. If yeah, if you're in polytechnic, then I guess um, mm-hmm. showcasing your polytechnic skills are really imp- uh, whatever you learn in poly is really important. But for a, for JC, I'm not too sure though. Is it relevant? Because JC mm. is more generic, right?
1: Yeah, that's why.
0: Yeah, so I mean, for me, if it's JC, I would, I try not to put it in, but if it's um polytechnic because it's more um industry focused, then I'll probably put it in like you pol- know, diploma in like banking finance or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, you put down your work experience, so it shouldn't be a lot. So I know some people maybe you start working, so you're 16 is great and all, but um, try to put down the relevant, relevant ones. ones Yeah yep. And mm. try not to Okay another thing as well Um, Make sure that There isn't a Massive gap So don't put like what experience from 2018 to 2020 And then our next one Is 2010 to 2012 Then it's like Where's that four years Because that is defi- mm. That would definitely Be a question I know uh, Generally it shouldn't Be a question for like Other con- other countries uh, Companies in other countries But I think in Singapore They still do ask you like What is this gap The gap yeah. is not really taken Uh, It's it's a kind of I won't say a red flag, more like an orange flag. <laughs> or a yellow flag if you will. Um, not a red flag, just maybe an orange or yellow flag. Something that they'll definitely ask and you have to make sure that you're ready to share.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely like going back to our first few points, like put things that are
0: relevant and mm. be ready for hard
1: questions. For sure. Actually, yeah. Um, th- hmm?
0: sorry, um, Celia, how many how many pages do you put for your writing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, I was about to get on that. Um
2: <laughs>
0: I think
1: applying for two three five nine, I actually had two pages.
2: <gasps> wow. Yeah. You just graduated
1: though. No no, yeah, that's the thing. Like, um it let, let, let me just see if I can pull up my most recent one. Okay, so um within those two pages right Mm -hmm. apart from education obviously um academic projects was something that we were recommended to put in so like yeah so like FYP like um any of the design projects that you might have uh in school and then of course work experience internship and any CCAs Mm -hmm. and exchange programs yeah
0: and that takes two pages that takes two pages yeah oh I put mine side by side because of, of the particular format. So it's side by side. So it was one page just nice.
1: Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of like one pages because it feels very crammed.
0: Mm-hmm, fair enough.
1: Yeah. But um, I think, I think if let's say you're in banking or finance or like business, um, the general guideline is one page and you stick as much as you can in that one page.
2: It's just very crammed though. That's the thing.
1: Mm-hmm yeah but you get you get to see everything at one shot and like the most important thing is that you put the most relevant things at, at on the first page Oh yes. know oh um, yeah. yeah
0: first and last i think you fir- i think you're quite strategic about it the first sentence the first paragraph is always the one that catches if you lose your audience by that time then you know that's it they probably <laughs> will not. I think I read somewhere that this, people only have like five, ten seconds to view one resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you gotta make that five seconds count, people.
1: Yep. But yeah, after after I graduated and I got a job, it is now one page. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <They came laughs> that
1: no. Yeah, yeah. Because like. Um, of course, I added two, three, finance stuff inside, and then I just removed all of the academic projects. Oh, true, because you know and the, the CC.
0: So I'm sure, I'm sure you put like your your hop, site your site hustles, like I don't know, like contribute contributing to open source projects so on and so forth, right? And like some mm. website articles that you write as well.
1: Yeah, anything that's like relevant, it's there, and you know, sure. and anything that's like school related. Mm. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah. Bye, school. <laughs>
2: Bye. I also put in my uni projects for my masters because it's relevant because they're UX projects. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. it just show because I think they're really important. So I think that's where most of my space goes. I dedicated it to that section with the uni projects. Yeah, that's fair. So it you really just have to see what's relevant and yeah. um, what am I, summarize it well. Don't go mm, into detail yeah. about it, but pick out the important parts from that, mm. like what you learned, how, like the process, you know, so for UX, I use those projects because it shows that I went through the UX process, how I worked, what kind of like, um, the type of projects we did, what kind of tech we did, used, you know, like it's, it's relevant. So it's almost like working in a real company on a project because that's how my master's was structured. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was important for me to include them still.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Question, references. Do you have reference letters?
2: Mm. No. Uh, <laughs>
1: let me think. <laughs> I, I don't think I have letters, but I've requested for references before.
2: I've been asked to include them, and so I've contacted my references, but it's never gone yeah. further than that. So they've never yeah. actually asked for it. Oh. Yeah. I've had in. them on standby, too. but they've never gone any
0: further in asking oh. for
2: it, yeah.
0: I normally include references at the bottom of my resume, and then I also throw in. If I'm submitting at this space, I also submit my reference hand side like, as well. So like someone to mm. uh, I guess normally it's like a someone with a working works directly with you or someone with a higher higher position that mm-hmm. kind of like vouch for you, recommend you. Mm. Interesting. I, I have no clue whether it's impact, but I just honestly I just dump whatever I can do. <laughs> Yeah. Anything that shows that Lynette is, like, is reliable and she'll not rob <laughs> the co- the company blind and run off in the middle of the night. <laughs> mm. What but, about okay. cover letters?
1: Yeah, I was about to ask that. What about dun, cover dun, letters? Because, okay, I don't write cover
2: letters. <laughs> I hate them.
0: <laughs> but do you write them?
2: Mm, they're just... I just feel so fake when I write them. Yes, exactly. it just makes me like cringe. I just don't. <laughs> I don't like doing them. I'm just not, not a fan. Same. Like,
1: Absolutely not a fan. Like, <laughs> Sorry for being uh, fake, guys.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> And then I hate that. Like like I like I've met. I don't know. You put in this effort. You know, you don't want to put in the effort to do one, but you do it, and then you send it off along with the resume. And then what if the company doesn't even look at it, because mm-hmm. some don't, some don't. They'll say it's a hit put, include it, but they won't even look at it. Yeah. So, what was the point of me going through that process of having to write this out, tailor it for the company, and then not even have them look at it? What's the point?
1: Yeah, Lynette. What's the point?
2: What is
0: the <laughs> point? Uh, I think okay, okay. Like this is back to strategy, right? So if you're doing, mm-hmm. you're going down the quant- quantity path or by the numbers game, then sure, I think um, cover letters. So because you're always doing a fine balance between quantity and time spent, so cover letter actually slows you down. So if you're playing the numbers game, uh, mm. highly not, I do not recommend doing cover letters. But if you're going a quantity ones whereby you are as picky as I am, <laughs> and you have only like probably a few that you're looking into. For me, I only applied for, I think 50, but 50 ones I really, really wanted. So basically, I look to crap. maybe 300 pay, um, jobs. I only chose fifty, for example. Yeah, mm. so that's that's a bit more selective. So for that, then, uh, even from that fifty, I will segregate which ones I really want. So in the fifty that I've uh, chosen, I'll maybe put ten percent of them, at, or twenty percent of them, as some or half, depending on the ratio, that I really, really want to get. And for those, then I'll do cover letters. It's only for those that I feel like cover letters. It's um, it's an extra effort. It's an act of sincerity, and you know you really want to get there. Uh, get to that company because you really like it and beyond just the name itself but you really resonate with the company because i feel that for cover letters it showcases your personality and if you fake it it's i tell you it's a it's a slippery slope once you fake it because people will know for sure i I genuinely Mm. believe that the way we think and the way we feel reflects in the way we write great Mm. (laughs) so if you if you come if you're doing this just you know to get people to like the company to like you, then I don't think it will go down well. But if you're doing this because you genuinely feel a connection and a, an a, um, alignment, so for example, um, for example, Spotify, um, I, I was initially applied for Spotify, I think, because I really resonated with their diversity. Um, I know diversity is a massive thing, so, but what I, uh, and every every company has, di- you look at every website, com- company has a diversity the option. I right? mean... Mm -hmm. they kind
2: of have to at this point because if you don't you're
0: just going to be called out correct at this point Mm. it's
2: like do they actually or are they just saying that
0: most of them are just saying it for the sake of it correct Mm -hmm. but what I put in my cover letter was not that they have that they have diversity but that because they're able to walk the talk which is right. why I put an EY. This so uh. is why I specifically chose EY because mm-hmm. a lot it's easy to talk, but to walk the talk, that's not not every company can do that. So then mm-hmm. for EY and Spotify, for example, I've actually do a lot of research. So for every cover letter, I've done extensive research into the company. I, uh, this is oh, also for uh, resume as well, I guess, but mainly more for cover letter because cover letter, you do want to showcase why you feel you're a good fit, why you guys aligned. You, you have to showcase your authenticity. Yeah. yeah. So I should do research and understand so why particularly it's like it's I would say it's like matchmaking. So a company wants you have to always make sure that, you know, I mean, believe that a company wants you just as much as you want the company. And the cover mm-hmm. letter is a way to showcase that look, we are a good fit, we match. Mm.
2: Yeah. I think it's different culturally as well because in Malaysia I'm pretty sure with most companies, they don't really care
0: mm.
2: about then, the cover letters and that's what put me off because my writing's not bad. I, I can be persuasive. It's just, why was I putting in this effort if they weren't even looking at it and they just look at my degree and go, oh, she's got a BA. It's an arts. It's not going to be a fit. So I was like, what's the point? I don't want to be putting in the effort if they're not even going to consider me or even give me a chance.
0: Yeah, but then in that case, and probably these are the companies that you just don't want to work, work for. These are companies that you, you specifically don't want to write a cover letter to.
2: I think it was also the kind... Because at this point, it was before UX. So it was with anything business or marketing related that I'd apply for. And obviously, those jobs are... Everyone applies to those jobs. Mm. So they're not going to read all the cover letters because imagine the amount of applicants they were getting. Mm. But I also so, think yeah.
0: for cover letters, right? So, okay, two ways, right? So if you apply for a smaller company, um, high chance they'll look at your, your cover letter. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a it, it
2: really depends on... Yeah, because yeah. what when I was actually paying attention to what I wrote, really, was um, when I was applying for my internships in London because I knew they would actually read it. Mm-hmm. And that was like a chance for me to actually um, get my personality through. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so
2: I actually saw it... At, like as something
0: useful so i put in more effort into it but okay so i think i 100 100 agree there so it depends on what companies you apply for but i do think there is a value for cover letters for bigger companies because okay but this one is a bit of a long game and it's a bit of a trust so if you let's say you apply for spotify or google for example and you genuinely believe that you you get to the next stage or like at least a third of or final stage whatever then that is a good time to put your cover letter in because when you are at a, the towards the end or near the end the number of competitors people that you're competing with is much significantly lesser so therefore they look at certain areas on where you stand out with the other comp- with your competitors so a cover letter will help you stand out and also to showcase your you know give your interviewers or the company an insight a small glimpse in insight of who you are as a person. So that is my that's my view and my definition. So normally for cover letters um I always craft it very specific to the company I apply for. So my my format is this right. So I always start with why I'm just interested three main reasons and these three main reasons have to be all backed up by my personal research and experience with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then finally is why I'm suitable. So why suitable it, it would it will de- everything will be different for each company so if why I'm suitable I always look at what the company looks for uh, match uh, have a sense and a feel it's very a lot of it is um, empathy driven I guess emotional emotion driven so I always get a feel of this company how it is and talking to different people people who work there and then I will I will craft my experiences specifically towards what their culture and their need is as long as it's in line with what I'm looking for as well because <laughs> I don't mm. want to fake it as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I, I do think there's a value to co- co- cover letter, even though okay. So even though um, they always put that as optional, I, I don't know. I just feel that it's not really truly optional. Maybe I always feel that it could be a test. <laughs> but then okay. that could be the paranoia in me talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I it's so weird
2: because that's how you think. If I see optional, I immediately think they're not going to read it even if I send it. <laughs> when, oh, but I generally
0: think that I'm like oh
2: well, what's the point? It's optional,
0: you're mm. not going to read it. If I say optional, I think of it, they might see who actually does it, who doesn't do it. Mm. I just think they're not going to care. Celia, what's your take? Yes, yes they'll look at it, or no, they won't look at it at all?
1: I mean, I've never sent an A cover letter to just Just a theory oh there. Look, God. God. <laughs> if, Cilia, if they're not yeah. looking at it,
0: right, then why would they put it as an option?
1: Because people like you. Who might just write one?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but if they don't request it, if they're not looking for it, then why put that to waste time? Because then the, the, the information mm. you receive, because that's so why I feel that whatever, because is very. This is why I don't
2: understand HR. They say a lot of things and they don't mean it.
0: So I feel that, okay, so that's I, so why I feel that. They um, have lied
2: to me on so many occasions. I have no <laughs> trust
0: in HR.
2: I, I just. Oh, man. I don't expect anything from HR.
0: That's so sad. It's just like Sorry for anyone who is in HR right now. Yeah. And
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we apologise on behalf of Nisha. Nisha is I'm just,
2: you know, Nisha. I'm over it. I'm over
0: it. I'm done with HR. So that's why I feel that um, they do it in a way that so they, they do one and need cover letters but not at the early stage. So cover letters will be a differentiating factor, which is why they put it there. I just I just feel that um, this whole application, especially with bigger companies, the application form it's very um, results driven. So every yes. single fo- um box that you fill out, everything has a purpose. So if they put cover letter as optional, there is a purpose for it. You it may not where it. Um, how should I put it, where the purpose serves in the entire interview uh, hiring process, we have no, you have, well, of course, obviously, we have no visibility, but there is a need for that depending on this, which stage you're at. But that's
2: the mm-hmm. thing. If you're applying for maybe 100 or 50, you know, 50 to 100 different companies, you're just going to burn out
0: trying to yeah, tailor a cover letter for that's all of them. So yeah. back to what I said earlier was that, you know, you have to be very deliberate on which company you want to invest your um, time into to build a cover letter because it's quite constraining. It,
2: that's it if you can also afford to be selective about what company mm-hmm. you need to apply for. But I, I want to em- I really there. want to
0: emphasize that um, really do not do not do not copy and paste send every company because, <laughs> because it no it, yeah it's yep. very 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 obvious. And you're going to make a
2: mistake at some point and forget to change something and they're Mm going to notice.
0: Even if you don't, okay, yeah, agree, 100% agree. Even if you don't change something, right? Because, okay, so you see, uh, let's let's go through it in depth, right? So the only reason, the only way you can ensure that one cover letter works for every company is if you generalize it. But the downside of generalizing a cover letter is that, number one, it's so easy to see. You can know for sure this is duplicated back and forth. Yeah. So example of general generalization, I think Celia has good <laughs> exposure into <laughs> good insights so is that um, it's all about you and what you can do. I can do this, I can do that. that, that mm-hmm. mm, the customization part comes in when you tie in your skills with what the company is looking for and that's mm-hmm. something that cannot be replicated across because every company has their own personality and, and expectations and demand. Yeah. yeah. So um if you co- duplicate it, it actually works cover letter actually works against you. Because it, it sh- like back what I said earlier on, it, it showcases your insincerity and in inauthentica- yeah. uh inauthenticity uh, authenticity.
1: I think something as simple as like even addressing the company directly in the cover letter <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Some people who copy and paste might not actually, you know, do that.
0: Yep, so I was like, Dear hiring manager Like I, I emphasize like, Look if you don't know Who it is right Try not to say Dear hiring manager Say a name Dear hiring manager In Google Or in Spotify Or at, at least A company name <laughs> mm-hmm. Not just Dear hiring manager Because then it's Very easy to duplicate Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. So But okay Actually internet. I. Because you were saying How it's like deliberate In terms of like uh, Having the cover letters there right uh. What if In the un- entire process They ask you for education Like Uploading your degree audit Or something like that Would you Then it's optional Would you then Put it in You like,
0: mean certificate?
2: Yeah
1: Like a cert Or your degree audit So like all of your modules And the grades that you have Okay
0: um, if it's optional, right, for that one particularly... So you're saying uploading your degree, right? Yeah. Not your not your scores or just the degree, the cert itself, certificate itself, right? Um, uh, I, think that, okay. I think
1: cert or degree audit.
0: Okay, so that one I think it's okay. Why? Because they need to... Is, I think that's okay. The purpose of that is that based on what I understand and I guess obviously common sense, is that <laughs> um, going down, let's say you do make it to the final stage... They want to make sure that whatever you say is backed up. So see, for example, right, if I don't ask you for it, mm. let's say um, you go to the final stage, I want mm. to hire you. I always ask for documentation to prove that, you know, uh, you have these cert certificates. certificates available with you. So it works Right. Well. Secondly, is that if you are a foreigner and you need to, they need to apply for your e-pass or whatever pass, work pass, they also yeah. need it anyway. Mm. So all this optional stuff, what I genuinely believe is that optional for the late stage so when you have fi- gone through the final rounds final few rounds then they'll need it so that comes in handy if not they probably ask you for it anyway for for those uh for certificates for cover letters they will not ask you at the late stage because cover letters is your is your one chance in the beginning of the whole interview the hiring process to uh, to provide for it it's a way for you They give it's a it's a chance for you to stand out they gave you a chance to stand out if you Reject that chance, then you know, too bad, let's move on. But for your mm. certificates, you have no choice because they legally they need to verify.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that's my take on it. So okay. optional to me, I look at it, it's optional if you don't mind, but <laughs> if you really care for it, it's not <laughs> optional. <laughs>
1: hmm. Let's see. Um okay, I guess I, I just have a question. Like, do you guys <laughs> use any social media platforms like LinkedIn to like upload your resume or to have a, like a version of your resume on LinkedIn
2: LinkedIn counts as social media now uh, well yeah it's kind of social in
0: a way, in a way, yes. <laughs> really I'm cringing yeah. when I say this now like yeah no
1: am I'm, I'm sorry to tell you But like I do go on LinkedIn At least once a day Oh yeah, I know Celia I always keep sharing
0: seeing things Celia likes this oh Celia God. is curious about this
1: Yeah No seriously Until
2: LinkedIn Starts having memes I'm not gonna count
0: <laughs> no, it like, Every time I go on 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 LinkedIn I see something That I didn't subscribe So then I realize What How do How do I see this Like Celia like often- this As I got it Oh come yeah. on Honestly I mean, Most
2: of the stuff Is now just from Celia I, I don't even know
0: Every day I get a dose of Celia yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I love it. Like I love like interacting. So like on LinkedIn I follow um Freecodecamp. That's one of the I guess like either companies or groups that are, that's on LinkedIn and they and they share a lot of their own articles or their own perspectives. I'm, I'm there for it, you know. Actually, no, I,
0: I hear you on that. Like I, I joined um the product Actually it comes product management is my passion, right? so I joined product school as well on Facebook, mm. but I think on LinkedIn other product pages as well product management pages um LinkedIn, okay linkedin i feel that it's a good way to identify the opportunities out there job opportunities mm-hmm. out there um but i never really like to okay my experience with uh, linkedin is not very positive in a sense that i think it's good for you to see what's out there but when it comes to actually applying for it i don't like using linkedin to apply oh, i should actually go oh. to the, the company's website and apply for the yeah Yeah, I mean,
2: I have used it because it is an easy way to apply because you already have your resume uploaded, right? So you just send it. So Mm -hmm. I have used it, but if there's the option on the jobs that I want to apply on the company's website, I'll go to the company
0: to apply Mm. because I'm not
2: sure how often Uh, they look at the applications coming in from LinkedIn.
0: mm. I'm a very numbers person in the sense that I look at it. The data for me doesn't lie. So based on my experience, uh, just purely on data, um, the number of uh, replies I get from LinkedIn is significantly lesser than yeah. I actually go to the website and apply for myself. Hmm.
2: Yeah. It's interesting. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And you just, just know everyone's applying through LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn is <laughs> a very easy way to apply. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think Tech in Asia, I applied through Tech in Asia directly. I mean, yeah, see. Yeah. That, the, okay. Tech in Asia, uh, the success rate is much higher than on LinkedIn for sure. If you're looking for I, a startup or like a tech tech company, I think tech in asia is pretty good what's another good um startup website to apply for in singapore well, I don't even like a asia. job board i just go tech in i, asia, I to don't be
1: honest. know yeah i only use tech in asia as like a job board um and otherwise it's like applying oh. directly to the company one, one,
0: one, wantedly i think that's one called wantedly uh, so
2: what yeah, do you guys I think so. about
0: indeed Oh god! No, uh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, but... <laughs> like exactly. I'm <laughs> sorry. No. is into... is awful. Into... The US is awful. I
1: hate indeed, it. like like indeed or like any of those kinds of uh, job bots, To me, it's like oh, I'm here for a part-time job. Uh, yes. Is there like a ten dollars per hour server job or like a waiter waitress? What about retail? Really? You know what I mean? Really? <laughs>
2: because if you actually look through Indeed, they have loads of um, big companies posting there
1: oh, and grad jobs I, I... as well yeah but i think in singapore
2: because indeed
0: looks crap
2: (laughs) the terrible website
0: is terrible yeah i I have nothing good to say about the website Mm -hmm. so the ux just turns me off to be honest the
2: ux is awful yeah it's everything what are they doing they haven't like updated it since what 2004 it's ridiculous (laughs) like it gives me a headache but i do know a lot of companies post on there so that's why i like force myself to look through it so a lot of big companies do post there. And that's why I'm surprised you only think of it as a part-time yeah, job. Like, sort
1: of website. I think I think indeed in Singapore and like whatever like a co- quote-unquote copycat version. I'm sorry. Um, they they have they they don't have a lot of big companies, and it's always um, SMEs or like part-time job-related work that's being pushed out. I I I'm not so sure if it's just like the quality of content that indeed has in Singapore, but maybe
2: hmm, that's true what do you think about what's the other one job street right oh no no. oh no also no, no. i don't like that website. okay honestly
0: okay I just want to be <laughs> the <very> website <laughs> no, so i
2: like i know you have to use it and i do force myself to use it i just do not like using that website yeah no,
1: no.
0: exactly two, 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 okay two platforms uh linkedin and tech in asia that's it, <laughs> <Like> <laughs> that's, YouTube, it. that's it that's it a gospel if you try anything else don't don't even <laughs>
1: Just, just, just directly apply. Okay. Just directly apply. Just,
0: just, just honestly, I come from a very, very numbers, numbers-driven, data-driven uh, approach here. Best based on all my experiences, the most, the best success is Tech in Asia, followed by mm-hmm. um, LinkedIn to source for open opportunities and go to their website and apply. Yes, yeah. I, I
1: agree. Yeah, because like my my, my brother is currently having like an open position. And he treats LinkedIn really important. So like anytime he receives uh like a like a potential hire, right? He would just go go onto their LinkedIn, search for them, website. look through, basically look through their resume uh before actually looking at their official that's, resume.
2: That's another good point. Make yes. sure your LinkedIn matches what you write on your mm-hmm. resume because definitely will be it will definitely be looked at. Mm-hmm. So yeah. don't lie. <laughs> you know because wow. they're gonna find you
1: so. yeah and and like um liking and interacting with other posts like to him that 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 shows a, a certain level of commitment and he's actually very into people who um connect on on linkedin often you know like you show that you're actually alive on linkedin and it's not just an online resume place for you
2: right start doing what celia does then Okay. I'm going to start liking everything as well now. Start it's my liking. new Instagram. LinkedIn's going to MC MC gonna replace next. Instagram for me now. <laughs> Mine Might as well, right? Might as well. Oh my god.
1: But yeah. Uh, okay. I guess that's it. Right? Do you guys have any other pointers that you guys want to add on?
2: Hmm. Um, I guess we should do another episode based on portfolios.
1: Ooh, portfolio. Because
2: that's another important thing to include. You know, if you're applying for a design job. Oh, then portfolio- I'm out, mm. guys. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah. Portfolios. Yeah. laughs> <So that laughs> don't need portfolios. She's going to clock out. Which we'll <laughs> probably get someone else in who knows more about it. Yeah, no, we can, we
0: can bring someone in, I guess, yeah. moving forward. Um, por- yeah. Yeah, I think for product only, honestly... The pro- your your success product speaks for your success. If your success your product is successful, then that's that's about it. Mm. Yeah. So unfortunately, the how the life of the product manager is that if the product fails, is your fault. If the product is successful, is the team's effort. Great. <laughs> that's that's pretty much about it. I feel valued. I feel underappreciated. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm.
2: seen. <laughs> is okay.
0: I think that's about it, though. I think you just gotta be really when you start start when you start the whole process, you gotta be very strategic about it. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Coming honestly, what helped me was coming in a very critical mind or mindset, mm-hmm. um, and be positive. Um, what I like to tell, because my 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 partner is applying for jobs in the process of applying for mm-hmm. jobs now, I always tell her that look like it's a. Don't count the number of rejections you get, honestly, because. Honestly all it takes is one success. You can fail ninety nine times but all you just need is that one hit and that's it.
2: That one hit to block the rest of it out.
0: Yeah. So just mm-hmm. just focus on uh rejection I think it helps where if you can get feedback. But yeah. if you can't get feedback then just move on. Don't 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 um hold back and think, you know, how you can make it okay. I think how you, reflection is fine, but don't be caught up in the whole Regret cycle uh, loop Like you know I could have done this better Then you start You go down that spiral Of blaming yourself So pl- don't, please don't do that Just um, Understand that sometimes uh, You need to fail A few times to learn So I can tell safely Like based on Just for the whole process Of writing my own resume All the way to getting a job I have failed so many times To the point that I probably failed I, I think I got On the day rejections As well <laughs> Like wow. even awesome. one hour After the, resu- of the interview I got rejected <laughs> Oh, one hour, after one hour submitting my resume rejected yeah so it your first few rejections will be very painful but just to do try to push on and just not let it uh, let it affect you too much because mm-hmm. for sure you, if you can you will fail multiple times but it, mm-hmm. every failure it's an opportunity for you to grow I know as cliche as it sounds as true it's really mm-hmm. how your mindset on how you deal with failure and rejection mm.
1: yeah okay well that's it that's our episode on resumes um, well, if there's anything else that we missed out on talking about resumes, let us know. You can reach out to us on Facebook with the name The Passion Fruit Podcast. Again, it's the Passion Fruit Podcast. <laughs> that way, we could <laughs> I think
2: a bit too much passion there. It's
0: just too much passion, man. Okay, wow. you know what? We're,
2: we're, gonna, we're gonna try this again. <laughs> no, I think you did it twice. I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're good. <laughs> guys, it's a passion for <laughs> podcast. That's it. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry about that. But okay, but
1: yeah, for next week's episode, we'll be talking quite a bit about uh, interviews, the good, the bad, all of our tips and tricks on how to handle it. So if you're interested to hear more about our opinions on work, life, the road less traveled, do subscribe to this podcast wherever you're on. Share the podcast. And please take some time to read it. Like we would honestly love to hear what you guys have to say.
2: Yes.
0: And
1: finally... Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Passion Fruit Projects. Catch us in our next episode where we navigate through difficult journeys on the path less traveled. See you on the next one.